Welcome to our sermon for Sunday, October 9th, 2022. Our text for today is 2 Timothy chapter 2, verses 8 through 15. Remember Jesus Christ, raised from the dead, a descendant of David. That is my gospel, for which I suffer hardship, even to the point of being chained like a criminal. But the word of God is not chained. Therefore, I endure everything for the sake of the elect, so that they may also obtain the salvation that is in Christ Jesus with eternal glory. The saying is true. If we have died with him, we will also live with him. If we endure, we will also reign with him. If we deny him, he will also deny us. If we are faithless, he remains faithful, for he cannot deny himself. Remind them of this. And warn them before God that they are to avoid wrangling over words which does no good but only ruins those who are listening. Do your best to present yourself to God as one approved by him, a worker who has no need to be ashamed, rightly explaining the word of truth. Let us pray. Almighty God, thank you for this day. Help us to truly present our entire lives to you. Take us and use us as instruments for sharing your love in a hurt and dividing world. Lord, I ask that the words of my mouth and the meditations of our hearts be acceptable in your sight, O Lord, my strength and my Redeemer. Amen. Give your heart to Jesus. How many times have we heard revival preachers utter those words? Or they ask questions like, Do you know the eternal fate of your soul? It's just all heart and soul for some of those preachers. Faith in Jesus is about so much more. Jesus did not come to ask intellectual assent to a few doctrinal bullet points, as important as doctrine may be. Faith in Christ is about so much more than what happens with you when you die. It's not just what you believe and what that does to you when you die. Well-meaning witnesses love to ask questions like, If you died tonight, do you know where you'd spend eternity? I understand and I appreciate the fervor, and I imagine we'd all like to spend eternity in heaven. I mean, who wouldn't? But another question is just as important, and maybe in some ways more important. If you wake up tomorrow, how will you share love with God and others? Not what happens if you die, but more than likely we will wake up. If you wake up in the morning, how will you share God's love with others? There's more to our faith than just getting off the planet. Christianity is not just a Jesus and me religion, uh, a religion that's just consumed with how I get along with God, but it's how we live in community together. I'll share with you one of my all-time favorite devotions from, from Lewis Evely. To believe in God is to believe in the salvation of the world. The paradox of our time is that those who believe in God do not believe in the salvation of the world, and those who believe in the future of the world do not believe in God. Christians believe in the end of the world. They expect a final catastrophe, the punishment of others. Atheists, in their turn, invent doctrines of salvation, try to give meaning to life, work, the future of humankind, and refuse to believe in God because Christians believe in God and take no interest in the world. All ignore the true God, who has so loved the world. But which is the more culpable ignorance? To love God is to love the world. 
To love God passionately is to love the world passionately. To hope in God is to hope for the salvation of the world. I often say to myself that in our religion, God must feel very much alone. For is there anyone besides God who believes in the salvation of the world? God seeks among us sons and daughters who resemble him enough, who love the world enough, that they could, that he could send them into the world to save it. Uh, I want to be one of those people. I want to be one of those that loves God so much and loves the world so much that I desperately desire to unite the two. And that's what Paul is encouraging in Timothy. Paul is encouraging Timothy and us to participate in much more than a half-hearted religion. Present yourself to God, Paul says to Timothy. Present yourself to God, Paul is saying to us today. Your whole life, everything about you. In my devotions this last week, I happened to be reading from the book of Psalms every day, Psalm 103. Uh, It starts off with this verse, Bless the Lord, O my soul. What a beautiful way to start today, a a reminder every day that we should bless the Lord in all that we do. But as I turned over to the original language, I discovered that it's so much more than that. In Hebrew, the word that is used for soul is nephesh. Now, nephesh means not just soul, not just a part of me. Nephesh is a word that means life or a whole life or everything about me. And so David in this psalm is is saying, let everything about me, my entire life, bless the Lord. In other words, present yourself, your whole self to God. Uh, On vacation earlier this year, I got a, a sense of what it must be like to truly present our whole selves to a situation. After a lifelong of dreaming about it, I finally got to go scuba diving. Uh, Olivia and I got to take a beginning scuba uh, scuba diving adventure down in Aruba. Uh, First time we ever tried it. And I discovered it requires everything. It requires your mind. You've got to think about what you're doing and and know how to handle certain situations. It requires managing your emotions because it can be a scary thing to be 25 feet down. It requires uh, the full commitment of your body. It was a full body experience, a whole life experience. Uh, I remember in the pool having to to think carefully about the things we learned that would keep us safe down under. And then when it was time to actually go scuba diving, uh, they dressed me in 70 or 80 pounds of equipment. I had a vest on that had had weights in it, and I had a 60-pound 60, 60 air tank on my back. And when I got up to walk to the back of the boat, I felt horribly heavy. And I thought to myself, how weird it is to be dressed this heavily and then jump into water. But that's what was required. If I wanted to go scuba diving, I had to step off of the deck and into the water, completely trusting the gear to keep me safe and to keep me alive. Even when we were down under, when we were 25 feet down, uh, I at times kind of panicked, wondering, what am I doing? I had to completely trust the people that taught me and the gear that I had on my body. That was risky. It was scary, but it was exhilarating. One of the most fun things I've done in my life. Well, God is inviting us to take the plunge into God's goodness, to step out into the deep, 
carrying everything that we have with us to prepare ourselves to be surrounded by God's spirit and God's love. It can be risky. It can be scary, but I contend today that it is worth the risk. Some of us experienced something like that last Sunday afternoon when we got outside these walls and we shared the message of God's love with people that some of our churches in the area don't want. We we went out to a population that too much of the church judges and points fingers at them. We spent the entire afternoon sharing God's love. I heard over and over again from them how grateful they were that we were there. They thanked us for showing up. Some of them were so bold as to tell me uh, of experiences that they had where they were not treated so well by the church, and they needed to hear. They wanted to hear that there was a church that really did care about them. What a beautiful, what a beautiful way to spend the afternoon presenting our whole selves to God's mission. God is inviting us to take the plunge into discipleship, but it can be scary. I knew that the scuba gear worked. I had seen it. I had friends and family who were scuba divers, but standing on the deck of the boat, I still had my nerves. At one point, I wondered what I thought I was doing 25 feet down. Plunging into discipleship reminds me a little bit of the trust fall that a lot of us have done. You know, you normally cross your arms over your chest and you fall backwards into the arms of a waiting partner that will catch you before you hit the floor. It's really a hard challenge and very often people bail out of it. Even if we're with somebody we know and love, the risk of falling flat on our back on the floor causes us to bail out and to to try to save ourselves. Maybe presenting our whole lives to God sounds attractive. Maybe we want to be so full of the love of Christ that we would share it with others. Maybe we want to be the ones who reach out to the outcast with open arms. Maybe we want to be the ones that Lewis Evley was talking about that are so in love with God and so in love with the world that we would seek to unite the two. Maybe we really do have a passion for welcoming the stranger. But what if we fail? What if we bail out? What if we get to the edge of the boat deck and we just can't take the plunge? I'm so grateful that in writing to Timothy, Paul says, if we are faithless, Christ remains faithful. What an incredible promise. Christ doesn't reject us for our failures. When we get it wrong, when we bail out, Christ doesn't reject us. He doesn't condemn us. He remains faithful, and he invites us to try again. There will be another opportunity next time we have the chance to show God's love again. I look at discipleship like teaching a child to walk. You know, when they're just ready to start toddling around, we we stand them up and we help them get their balance, and, and then we, we help them turn loose of whatever they're hanging on to. We stay right by their side to keep them safe, to keep them from doing anything that will do too much harm. But they'll take a step or two, and then they'll fall on their butts. When they fall, there's no judgment. A good parent never punishes a child for falling on their bottoms when they're learning to walk. No, instead, we pick them up, we make sure they're okay, we hug them, we soothe them, and we set them up and pat them on the, pat them on the bottom and send them off to try again. And we do that over and over and over again, uh, uh, half a dozen times, a dozen times, 20 times, 100 times, whatever it takes 
until finally they walk on their own. We just keep picking them back up and helping them to try again. I believe that's what God does with us as we uh, as we move down this path towards discipleship. We move from one failure to another, but each time God picks us up, he embraces us, he, he encourages he encourages us, and he sets us on our way to try yet again. That's been my experience of God in discipleship. This week, God is inviting us to take a few steps in being disciples, or maybe even to take the plunge. Present your whole life to God as an instrument for more people to experience God's love. Let's get out of here. Let's take the plunge. Let's offer this week in service to Christ. Amen.